0: We all have tasks we'd like to avoid, like mailing and shipping. It takes time lugging all those letters and packages to the post office. That's why you should try Stamps.com. For 25 years, Stamps.com has made mailing and shipping easy. You get all the services of the post office right on your computer, anytime. No traffic, no waiting, no hassle. Plus, you save money with discounts up to 84% on USPS and UPS. With Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and printer. Print stamps, print shipping labels, and if you sell products online, Stamps.com connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart, so you can spend less time on shipping and more time on your business. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to stamps.com and enter code program. Candyman.
1: Candyman. 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 Be afraid. Be very afraid. We have
0: some bad hombres here and we're gonna get them out. I am going to The box.
1: <laughs> you opened it, we carry
0: it. Bing bing bong bong bing bing bing. I love
1: China well it's official I am retiring from gay that's right I'm straight now from this moment forward it's gonna be a steady diet of boobs and dudes damn it I am no longer interested in men I am only interested in men come on (laughs) from this moment forward it will be a steady diet of chicks with damn it I love guys (laughs) my favorite thing to touch is the penis
2: welcome to another horror hookup brought to you by friday the 13th horror podcast my name is andrew and i'm maddie and if you never joined us for a horror hookup before this is the part of the show where we chat with people from the industry we've had actors directors authors hell even sasquatch hunters and today we are very excited to welcome the hilarious adam pally adam welcome to the show
1: uh, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I'm not sure if I heard you say that Sasquatch hunters.
3: And Adam, not just Sasquatch hunters. These were the She-Squatchers. And the She-Squatchers are the world's first all-woman-led uh, Sasquatch hunting troop.
1: Well, that just goes to show you that, like, especially in this time period where um, glass ceilings are being shattered mm-hmm. left and right, that even uh, a group of seemingly... Um, educated women can be huge idiots.
3: <laughs> that is for sure. hmm. Uh, so Adam, with each new guest, we like to ask one common question. What's your relationship to horror? Did you watch a lot of horror growing up? Do you watch a lot of horror now? Tell us about that.
1: I am not a big horror horror fan. I, um, I grew up with comedies in my, in my house. Um, I grew up with, with Steve Martin and John Candy and Gene Wilder. Oh, that makes sense. So young Frankenstein was about the scariest movie I, I saw when I was a child.
3: Love young <laughs> Frankenstein.
1: Um, and then as I started finding stuff like candy, man, I left a, a mark on me. Um, uh, Friday the 13th, obviously stuff like that. Like I found myself like not really loving horror, but, Surprisingly, like horror and comedy are two sides of the same coin, I think.
3: Now, that's interesting. Horror and comedy being sort of in the same space. Tell us a little bit about, uh, tell us what you mean by that.
1: (laughs) Well, they both uh, function on the idea of surprise. Like what makes you laugh is that something surprises you in a way that you find humorous. And what scares you is something that surprises you in a way that makes you feel like you're in danger. Um, and the boat, the two are always, uh, right next to each other. Um, so, uh, I, I appreciate horror for what it is, especially going to film school. Like horror is sort of something that you learn a, a great deal about, um, in film school. And I, I, uh, I really enjoyed working on it there, but I, I, I can't say that I'm a huge horror fan.
2: Well, we enjoy you in whatever genre you're in.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: So one of the big reasons we wanted to have you on the show is that you'll be starring alongside Anna Camp in the Creepshow Holiday Special, Shapeshifters Anonymous, premiering on Shudder. The synopsis reads: Fearing he's a murderer, an anxious man searches for answers for his unique condition from an unusual support group. Obviously, this doesn't drop on Shudder until later this month. But what can you tell us?
1: Um, I really liked it. I mean, it's like kind of like a pulpy, a pulpy take on. A Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of a shape shifter idea. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's it's really fun, and um, uh, it was my like first experience shooting anything in this genre. But it was cool how I was able to kind of keep my own kind of sense of humor and balance it. And it was really well directed, um, and uh, by the guy who um, show runs The Walking Dead. So it's really, it's really great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really proud of it.
3: So we're also big fans of Anna Camp, of course, as well. Uh, how was it working with her on the special? Had you two worked before together?
1: We had not worked together before, but we had, you know, like uh, worked around each other, you know, like a bunch of projects that like kind of circulate. So it was great to finally work with her. And she's, she's awesome. She's so laid back and really fun and game for anything and, and up for anything. It was great.
3: We also know, of course, that the special is written and directed by Greg Nicotero. Mm-hmm. And, you know, knowing the caliber of horror cred that he has in the genre, tell us what it was like working with him.
1: Greg was the best. I mean, he he I think we both got to, like, grow a little bit by stepping outside our usual genres. And I think he got to do a little bit of comedy in a way that he hadn't before. And I got to kind of, um you know, hold a gun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, knowing that you can't give too much away, but we know that Greg Nicotero is a huge special effects guy. Can we expect any crazy special effects on this episode?
1: Yeah, I can't give details, but yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, it's a big Christmas holiday horror extravaganza. It's going to be messy and fun and weird.
3: A messy Christmas during a pandemic. That tracks for 2020.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to be messy for sure. A lot of people are going to be alone with all that alcohol.
3: Huh, yep alone with alcohol pretty much like me this whole time yeah um so adam uh knowing uh that you know you of course you're you're known to be a comedy guy obviously but is there any interest that you have in staying in horror for a bit or do you are you gonna go straight back to comedic roles tell us a little bit about that
1: i, I don't have anything else lined up but i would i would love to get a chance to do more and even kind of go a little further in the genre maybe and not do something with such a comedic edge i would like to you know I want to, I want my career has been, I'm lucky enough to have a really kind of wide array of things on my, in, that I've done. And I think the only way to get better is to keep doing more different things and then uh, cash in on one of those things and make a lot of money and move to Wolford reserve in the Hamptons and never see anybody again.
2: Yeah, I think we'd all like to go anywhere right now. But uh, anyway, uh, I did go on a little bit of an Adam Pally movie-thon when watched Slow Learners and Most Likely to Murder.
1: Yeah, that's kind of in the genre a little bit. Yeah, that, that is. I dance in there. I dance I dance around it.
3: No, Adam, too, just thinking about Most Likely to Murder, Um, I just watched it in preparation for this interview, and your character lovable but good lord i just want to strangle him
1: yeah he's an unlikable character it's uh it's always a challenge and and i i think that those are the most fun because you know and he was redeemed at the end which is nice you know
2: oh yeah for sure he did um Also, in my little marathon that I watched, I got a chance to watch Band-Aid with Zoe Lister-Jones, which I thought was just amazing. Um In the movie, you're one half of a couple, then in a last-ditch effort to save their marriage, they form a band, and the highlights of their biggest fights are in their songs. Mm-hmm. Uh Were you intimidated at all by taking this movie where you had to sing?
1: Um... Well, I grew up playing in bands, you know, um, especially when I was in high school in New Jersey. I, uh, that's part of your pastime, you know, is um, start playing in bands. And uh, so and my, my father is, is pretty musical. Um, so it, it, w- it was always around when I was a kid. And, and then this role came along and I, I, was, I really wanted to do it. I really, I really enjoyed the idea. You know, every com- comedian wants to be a rock star. And every rock star thinks they can be a stand up comedian. Um, so uh, it's fun. It was really like, it was a thrill to be able to get to do that. And then also Fred Armisen is a real music. He's like a really good music. He's a real musician. You know, so getting to like rehearse with him and up my game and and, and cover songs with him and stuff that that and now be friends with him that 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 and being friends with Zoe is like a real highlight in my life.
2: Well, I just had so much fun with it and it was such a refreshing little movie to turn on when I had, you know, really no expectations for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a feel good movie made by all women, too. Oh, really? Mm hmm.
3: Now, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Happy Endings, and also all of our listeners would kill us, uh, where you, of course, played the lovable and the bit misunderstood Max Bloom. Mm -hmm. Uh, The show is really funny, and it looked like the entire cast had just a blast making it. Was that the case on the set? Tell us about that.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, It was a party every day. Uh, it was the best job. I love those people. I I, uh, I miss it and hope I hope to eventually one day do more.
2: Yeah, we just love everybody on that cast. If we could talk to all of them, we would love to.
1: We can focus on me. I'm here. <laughs> uh,
2: well, one, one thing about Max is that, you know, he was a gay character. Yes. Um, this being one of your first big roles, did you have any trepidation or was it a challenge for you to kind of take on a gay role? No. Were you worried about it? <laughs> no.
1: It was not a challenge at all. It was just, I I just played myself. And then the love interest happened to be men. Um I, I, I thought that was one of the great things about it. And actually, truly now, I do, I would be remiss if I didn't say that. I don't think I would do it now. Um, or nor do I think that I would be given the opportunity to do it now. Because I believe that there are probably hundreds of thousands of Gay actors who are funnier than I am and could have done what I did in that part times a billion. So, I I would be remiss if I didn't say that. Um, but but the thing that drew me to it in the first place was that at the time you didn't see many characters like that on television. Um, and so I and I always like the idea of kind of um, pissing people off. So I thought, well, this is a great way to kind of. Get my agenda across, and what a great character, you know.
2: It was actually really refreshing to turn on a show like Happy Endings and to see a character like Max who just played very authentic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I look. I, uh, if you if if you're alive in the world, you you um, have to have empathy. <laughs> And in order to have empathy, you can't portray people with a swath of behavior, you know, and at the time, again, like now it would not be even a big deal. It wouldn't, the part would not even come my way. And I would be thankful for that. You know, there are, like I said, there are a billion, um, you know, LGBTQ. I mean, they probably would have opened it up to everybody, which would have been amazing. Um, who would have played that part funnier, better, more truthful, more honest. They know it more. Um, but at the time it was, it came to me and I, I'm thankful every day it did because I, I love it. I, it's one of, you know, like still to this day, some, some of my best work.
3: Now you mentioned empathy for characters. Have you ever had a character that you played where you didn't have empathy for them?
1: No, I think if you're doing that, you're probably not. You, you you you're you're both overthinking it and like not thinking about it enough in the right way. Like, if you if you don't have you have to find a way to make the character you at the time and anything you're going through like you know what that feels like. Like you you know when you got when you were a kid and you got in trouble in school and and you you knew you did something wrong, but you also there was such a, like a feeling in your gut that you were gonna get yelled at by your parents. You know and it was almost like that was worse than the thing you did wrong even though the thing you did wrong affected someone else so that feeling is what you need to find in all these characters because that is the way that they feel at the time that they're com- they're doing these things you know and if you're looking at it from too far away of a bird's eye where you're like i can't i can't feel empathy for that bad thing he did or i could never understand how he could do something so magnanimous it's like you have to just you have to find a way to to imagine that you've done that
2: so as someone that has been a very long time fan of happy endings and i've watched it more times than i like to admit uh we had all but hung up our coats on hoping it would come back but then what do you all do? You take the pandemic to reignite the flames of our hearts by doing a pandemic online special where you all effortlessly fell right back into your characters. How did this come to be and does it mean anything for fans going forward? Would you like to do more?
1: Um Yeah, a little, you know, everybody is so good on the show and was such and the writers were so amazing that it's a testament to now that you can't find pretty much any one of them that is not um, consistently working on both their own shows or high profile amazing projects. Uh, So I think scheduling and timing is always an issue. And right now, so is um, a national health crisis. But as soon as those things get figured out, yeah, why not?
2: Well, that leaves us something to look forward to, maybe. Uh, You know, I even watched um, some of your other shows that have come out over the years, like uh, Making History. Uh
1: No, I've had a lot of failures since then.
2: Oh no no no! I actually really liked making history. There is a really funny part in the in the show where you go back in time, and your co-host actually um, just starts throwing up all over the place just because it smells so
3: bad in the
1: in <laughs> yeah, history. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 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 so proud of all my work, and I'm lucky to still be kicking around.
3: So, besides the uh, upcoming Creep Show special, which of course we are so excited for, um, is there anything else that we should be on the lookout for?
1: Um. Uh, Sonic that I'm just start. I start filming Sonic the Hedgehog too soon. Um, so that'll be fun. I'll be out in like a billion years or whenever. Um, and I've got some other things in the hopper that I'm, I kind of, I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but I, um, you know, I think I'm taking this time, this pandemic time to take it. I think, I think people could use a little breather for me (laughs) for a little, Uh, I had a lot of years where I was in a lot of in your face. And so I'm enjoying kind of taking my kids to school in New York City and trying to stay healthy and 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 write out the pandemic and then kind of see what not try to try to see where life takes me.
3: Well, you know, I think that's good staying healthy. And you know what? We could all use a break right now.
1: Yeah. No, I needed a little bit of a hibernation, I think, creatively as well. Um, I wish it wasn't filled with such anxiety and, and panic, but you can't really control that. So.
2: Now, Adam, in watching some of your interviews and listening to some of your stories, it strikes me that you might be kind of a prank guy on set. Is that kind of your MO?
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I, I'm more of a bit. I like to do bits. But I don't like pranks. Pranks feel cruel to me. I don't. I don't. I don't like pranks being done to me. And so I would never like. Who likes to be involved in a prank? It's always it's something like oh ha ha you covered me with water. You know it's so cruel. Oh ha ha, ha. you've done something to my detriment, and now we all laugh, and now we're closer from it. Like I don't. If anything, I don't trust you now.
3: This is good to hear because pranks are the worst.
1: Yeah, it's not my jam. Um, I've played a few characters that I could see doing that, but I I prefer to, to do bits with people, and sometimes I've done some bits. Like I used to do this bit on Happy Endings where I would uh, pretend I was a boom guy and I'd take that boom mic and I'd put it as long as I could and I would put it into, like, between shots, people's conversations. I'd, like, dip it into their conversations And I was doing that bit one time and Casey didn't know it. And she came in to tell me something and she ran right into the boom mic and it knocked her out. (laughs) And I'll cherish that memory forever.
2: (laughs) Well, anything that would get you and Casey Wilson back together on something, we welcome that wholeheartedly love
3: her.
1: (laughs) I would love. I mean, we're always looking for something. I mean, we talk uh, too much and we're always looking for something to do. We just haven't found the right thing yet
3: well Adam thank you so much again for being on the show we really appreciate having you on
1: oh no thank you thank you so much and and I hope you guys like uh creep show um I look like shit in it
2: <laughs> don't we can't we all kind of right now
1: <laughs> don't judge my pandemic love handles oh god I think we all have you them. guys I've fallen off so hard <laughs> I look like Alec Baldwin and it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you can watch Adam Pally in the upcoming Creepshow Holiday Special, premiering exclusively on Shudder on December 18th. Adam, thank you so
3: much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Um, And again, thank you for for watching, for liking my work.
3: And, folks, thanks so much for being with us for another Horror Hookup. Please be sure to follow us on social media. That is Twitter and Instagram, at Frygay13. Go to our website at www.frygay13.com. You can always search for us on Facebook as well. You know how to do it. Um, And also, please go review us. It's helpful if you review us anywhere, but maybe you should just review us on Apple Podcasts. You know what I mean? And as always, we remind you to come along with us and get slayed.